What's up, you guys? Welcome to the How to Vegan podcast. I hope you're having a really good day. My day has been pretty damn good so far. It's been rainy and gloomy all day, but I actually really like that weather every once in a while, not all the time. So I'm actually really liking it. So I hope you're liking the weather wherever wherever you are. And like I said, I hope you're having a really good day. My name is Kristen. I'm the host of the How to Vegan podcast, and I am so stoked you're tuning in. Today's episode is going to be a fun one. Some of the last episodes have been pretty information heavy, and this is going to be a little bit lighter and more fun and just kind of some tips that I have for you about dating a non-vegan. So if you're vegan and you're dating a non-vegan or you're in the dating world and you're like, how the shit am I ever going to do this? This episode is going to be for you. So yeah, just a couple of updates before we kind of get into the episode. Um, I started doing freebies for certain episodes that have a lot of information that I feel like you guys would really benefit from having either digitally or in a form that you could print out. So the last two episodes have freebies that go with them. So they're just free PDF downloads. They're on my website. You can just go to kristenpound.com slash free stuff. It's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, not I-N even though it sounds like it should be I-N, but it's E-N. So kristenpound.com slash free stuff. And the last episode was all about palm oil, kind of talking about whether it's vegan or not, if it's sustainable, lots of information there. So if you like that episode and you want kind of like a little cheat sheet about everything I talked about, head over to my website. There's also links for all this stuff in the show notes or description. So you can just find the little area that says download the freebie or the freebies here. Click on that link and then it'll get sent right to your inbox after you type in your email address and your first name, and then it'll be sent to your inbox and you'll have, you'll have it and you can either save it or download it and print it. So yeah, freebie for the last episode. And then the episode before that, what was that? There was a freebie that went, oh, that was the non-vegan ingredients to look out for episode. And I totally did a freebie that went with that as well. That's kind of when I realized like I should be having some free printable PDF files that y'all can have because this is kind of a lot of information and to remember all this or to have to try and take notes when I already have it all down on my computer for you guys and I can just kind of put together a little free PDF for you. That's what I've been doing. So that's my little update about free stuff. So if you want any of the free stuff that goes with these episodes, this episode doesn't have one. It's kind of, like I said, just kind of a little bit lighter, easier, chattier episode. The tips are pretty straightforward, pretty easy to remember. Um, But some of those more information heavy or episodes where I'm talking about specific ingredients that you might need to know the spelling of or anything like that. So in the future... I will definitely let you guys know if the episode has a little freebie that goes with it, but this one doesn't. So update, if you've been listening to the past episodes and you want any of those freebies, then head on over to my website. You can also just click on the podcast tab when you're on my website and you'll see all of the episodes and all of the things. So another thing I wanted to talk about is the How to Vegan podcast Instagram account. It's pretty new. I started it about a month ago. So if you're not following me over on Instagram, just type in How to Vegan podcast and you'll find me and you can follow me and I'll be updating you know, lots of stuff on there when new episodes coming out and it's a good place to connect with me, ask me questions, um, either through direct message or on the actual 
posts themselves. So if you're not following me over there, go follow me on How to Vegan Podcast over on Instagram. And if you're listening to the episode, no matter how you're listening to it, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram account, tag How to Vegan Podcast so we can kind of spread the word so people know about the podcast and people know you're excited about the podcast, especially if it's an episode that you're stoked about. Like I know a lot of you guys are really excited about this episode. So if it's something you're benefiting from, from and you think other people might, then just take a little screenshot of your phone, whether you're listening on SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Stitcher or Anchor or YouTube or on my website. Yeah, the podcast is in quite a few places. Um, Then just take a little screenshot and share it and tag How to Vegan Podcast and I'll probably share it on my account too. So I love when y'all share the love. So yeah, I think that's it as far as kind of the updates and reminders and stuff had that I wanted to talk about. If y'all haven't noticed within the last few episodes, I'm trying to kind of have the podcast be a little bit more of like a relaxed vibe. In the past, I was kind of doing more luxury style, not luxury style, but just kind of like everything was really typed out. Like even my intro, I kind of had what I was going to say. I was kind of nervous. And if I didn't have that, I would, I probably would have just sat here staring at the camera and looking into the microphone like, oh shit. So for a while, and and not to say that that won't happen in the future, but I'm trying to kind of have like a little bit more looser approach to the podcast. So it's just more kind of like sit down, chat a little bit, and then kind of dive into the episode. So yeah, if you're wondering why it sounds a little more relaxed in this episode as compared to some of the past episodes, that's why. Because for me to write all that out and get all that shit down and everything like that, it just takes so much time and it makes me not want to do as many podcasts. And I want to just get the information down, get it all typed up in my outline and just sit down and chat with you guys about it. And I get good feedback when I just kind of have a looser chatty style vibe. So hope y'all are liking it. Oh, another thing, if you're not subscribed to the How to Vegan Podcast YouTube channel, go type in How to Vegan Podcast on YouTube, hit that little red subscribe button. And that again is like a really good place to connect with me and find a specific episode. And you can ask, go into the comment section. You can ask any questions you have, any follow-up questions, anything I didn't dive into. You can also suggest episodes, you know, topics for episodes that you'd like and all that stuff. So that's a nice little community that's kind of growing over there as well. So follow me on Instagram, go subscribe on YouTube, and I'll probably make a Twitter for the podcast at some point too. It's been on my to-do list for a hot minute, but I'm busy as shit right now. I work for Tree Fort Music Fest and February is my busiest month. The music festival is in the third weekend, is the third weekend of March. It's a five-day festival. I help do contracting for all of the artist hospitality, so backstages, green rooms, main stage, backstage, the artist lounge, making sure we have beer, wine, kombucha, coffee, tea, hella food. Um, And we're having, I'm really working on getting more vegan options up in the artist lounge and backstage and stuff this year. So that's in full swing. So I'm just really trying to find ways that I can still put out content for you guys while still keeping my life semi-sane. So if you don't like this kind of episode and you want more of a structured episode, go let me know. And um, I'll consider doing that after I'm a little less busy. But yeah, I think that's that's kind of it for the updates and, and chattiness at the beginning. I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about a couple things before diving into this little episode. So if this is your first time tuning into the How to Vegan podcast, then yay. I'm always so glad that there's new people here. Spread the word. I Let me know how you found the podcast. Again, go come find me on Instagram and just start a little conversation up like, hey, I found your podcast through this or my friend shared it or whatever. 
I'm all about connecting with you guys. So come find me. But if this is your first time, then definitely, again, make sure you go, you're subscribed on your favorite listening platform, whether you're following on Spotify or subscribed on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Just make sure you're following subscribed so that you get updates when I post new episodes. And on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this and you like unedited video versions of things, then go follow the podcast. Go subscribe to the podcast over on YouTube because I don't edit the videos (laughs) on YouTube. The beginning is edited out and the end is edited out when I'm just like getting up and turning on the camera and turning off the camera. But other than that, everything's in there. So you get to see my crazy cat like chewing on cords and me messing up a million times and starting my sentences over and all that stuff. So if you're into that, which some of you guys are, then go check out the How to Vegan podcast YouTube channel. And if you ever just need a jumping off point and you can't remember where to go to find the podcast at all, just head to my website, kristenpound.com, and click on the podcast tab. You'll find everything you need there, including the free PDF download links that go with the episodes that I talked about earlier. Or if you don't want to do all the clicking, you can just head straight there by typing in kristenpound.com forward slash podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast for totally 157 million percent free for you, then click on the Amazon link in the description slash show notes for this show. Um, And anytime you shop on Amazon, if you use that little link to get into Amazon, it'll kick me back just a teeny little percentage of whatever you buy. Like it's literally pennies, but it adds up and it's a little bit here and there really helpful for me, especially because I do this for free for you guys and any little amount helps. So thank you guys for those of you who use my Amazon link when you're going and buying stuff. And I have a list of like all of my favorite things. So if you go click on that link, you'll see like Kristen's favorite stuff. All my favorite stuff is on there. So you can go peruse some of my faves on Amazon if you're interested. And if you really, really, really love the podcast, then please head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review, hopefully a five-star rating, hopefully a top-notch review. Y'all are leaving the nicest reviews. I've been sharing some of them on the Instagram account, and they're just so nice. So if you haven't left a review yet, it would mean so much to me. It just really helps push the podcast up, helps more people see it. When people go check it out, it has a lot of reviews and a good rating and that's what we're looking for. We're looking to spread the word of veganism. So if y'all could help me out with that, that would be, that would be awesome. And like I always say, just share this episode with anybody who you think might like it. That ripple effect is so real. Start small, you affect somebody, they affect somebody, and it just ripples and ripples and ripples and ripples. So alrighty, that's enough little chit chatty intro. Sorry if it was a little more chit chatty than I wanted, but I'm in a really good mood today. This is like the first time I've filmed and shot and recorded a podcast where I haven't in a slight way been kind of like not dreading it, but it's just it's a lot of work setting up the camera, getting the light on, getting the computer, the microphone plugged in, testing everything, doing test. It's just making sure the outline is all perfect. It's a lot of work, really. If you all don't know, putting together a podcast all by yourself, editing it, getting up on eight different platforms, it's a lot of work. So this is the first time that I haven't been feeling kind of like a negative association a little bit with it. I love doing it. But today I've just been excited. I'm like, oh, this is a fun episode. So I'm excited to get into today's today's topic, which is tips for dating a non-vegan, like I talked about earlier, and like you probably noticed from the damn title of the damn podcast. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it. Let's get into some tips and some ideas and some chatting and some shit, some stuff. 
Also, for those of you who don't like that I swear, very sorry, it's not going to stop. There's an explicit warning on the podcast, um, on iTunes and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere that I can put an explicit label, I do because I swear. That's how I talk. I can't change it. That's just how I roll. So if y'all don't like it, then I don't know what to tell you because I can't talk any differently than how I talk. And that's just how I talk. And I like it. (laughs) I think it sounds better. I think the words are just so much better in in certain situations. And I never swear negatively. Um, It's just usually like adjectives and helping words. Anyway, okay, enough about that. But a lot of, not a lot, some of you complain and you're like, I don't like this, you swear. Well then, sorry, you might want to find a different podcast (laughs) because your girl gonna swear. Okay, let's get into it. So first of all, There's always going to be a wide spectrum of opinions on this topic. I even had a couple of people message me directly and they're like, I'm worried about you doing this episode and what people are going to think and just be really careful because people can get really sensitive. And I completely understand that. And I know this is a controversial topic and a sensitive issue, but I just really want to approach it in a non-judgmental way like I do with a lot of my podcasts. Same with the Palm Oil podcast last episode. It was just like, here's the information you decide. I'm not going to tell you, you need to do this and you're not vegan if you don't do this. And this is exactly how you need to date a non-vegan. Never. I'm just going to give you guys ideas and tips and my opinion on it and then let you form your own opinion. And hopefully you'll walk away with some really tangible tips and ideas that can kind of help make dating a non-vegan go a little more smoothly. So there's going to be lots of opinions. If you don't agree with my opinion or my tips or my ideas, then you do you. That's totally legit as well. So if you, yeah, if you don't resonate with all of it, that's totally okay. Just take the parts and pieces that sit well with you and just forget about the rest. So some of you might not even mind at all that your partner isn't vegan, and that's totally fine too. But many people find that a whole range of issues can start to arise when they're in a vegan, non-vegan relationship of, of any sort. And we'll get into some ideas and tips to help you navigate that in whatever way works best for you in just a little bit. But first, just so you know where I'm coming from on this issue, and just to be completely transparent, let me tell you a little bit about my journey to veganism and whether or not my husband is vegan. Just a short little quick story. If you want the whole thing, you can go check out episode two. It's called My Vegan Story. But essentially, I Casey and I went vegan on the exact same day. I had been vegetarian for a hot minute. He wasn't really, you know, we weren't really dating, not too serious. So he hadn't really thought too much about it. I'd been vegetarian for maybe six months. We had been hanging out. We watched Forks Over Knives together. And I was like, I'm vegan now. I can't torture animals like that. I don't want to harm my body and I don't want to fuck over the environment. So I'm vegan. And I went vegan overnight. That was just boom. And Casey pretty much did too. He was along the lines of like, you know, if this is important to you, then I want to support you and I'm going to do it with you. And that is why we say that's like our official anniversary and kind of the day that we got together, because that's when I kind of knew I was like, okay, you're going to, You'll go vegan. For, that's a okay, cool, sweet. <laughs> so I was pretty stoked when he was really just willing to go vegan with me. And that was October um, of 2011. So it's been a little over seven years and we've both been completely vegan. We kind of went cold turkey, probably had some slip ups here and there and all that stuff. But that's kind of our story. So I just wanted to let you guys know, you know, just a little bit, just so that you're not like, well, what's this going on with this lady? So Casey was all about it from the jump. He was all about, you know, he he understood where I was coming from. And he, I think at that time he just was super into me and was like, sure, 
I'll do it if you're doing it. (laughs) But it's been a long time. We're still keeping going strong. So I know that this is not the case for many people, but it totally can be too. So keep that in mind. I I do feel like I'm really, really lucky and I definitely don't take it for granted because he's awesome. He's amazing. It's just so nice to have a partner that's doing the same thing you're doing. But if you're not, that's what this episode is about. So yeah, if you're currently dating a non-vegan or maybe you're single and at least open to the idea of dating a non-vegan, then this episode is going to be really helpful for you. It also couldn't hurt to listen, even if you do already have a vegan partner, as this stuff can be really helpful as far as any relationship goes. Really, any relationship, mother, father, kids, friends, co-workers, any of these tips will go for any of that. So it doesn't have to be like a necessarily a romantic relationship, although those tips, these tips are kind of geared more towards that. But there's some some awesome stuff that you can take away for any relationship. And some of this stuff might just be a good reminder and just kind of eye opening of what other couples who aren't both vegan might be going through. So if you've recently just gone vegan, but your partner isn't vegan, or you're already vegan, and you're dating someone new who isn't vegan, or maybe not even close to being vegan, you're probably going to go through or are already going through a wide range of emotions. And this is totally normal. I mean, the range of emotions that people can go through are all over the place. Excited. You're probably excited. Like, oh my God, I know about all this amazing new information. I'm going to be so healthy. You feel hopeful. You're like, I feel like I've got something to look forward to. Then if they're not wanting to be vegan and not into it, you can start to feel discouraged and disappointed. When you see them eat meat or animal products, you feel kind of grossed out. You start to get sad, which can turn into anger and you start to feel resentful and just really misunderstood. And you might not go through all of these, but those are some of the emotions that a lot of people can kind of go through when they're going through this stuff. And When you're going through those kind of emotions, you might end up saying shit that's really hurtful and that you might not even truly mean. And we all know that doesn't do any relationship any good. What that actually might do is push your partner even further away from veganism, because as far as I've been able to tell, people don't like their worldviews shaken up, especially when they're not in control of the shaking up. If it's someone else like, hey, you should do this, it takes people some time usually. Like if you listen to my vegan story episode two, about a month before I went vegan, we were in Portland and a girl was like, oh, we're uh, someone we were staying with um, was like, oh, I'm vegan. And I think I was, oh, I was vegetarian at that time. She's like, I'm vegan. And I remember like looking at her so like, weird. And I was like, I could never do that. Like cheese is my life. Um, that was, I got like a Facebook reminder of a memory from like eight or nine years ago. And I think it just was like, cheese makes everything better. So I, I used to not be vegan. I totally understand where everybody's coming from. Um, on that, I used to not be vegan perspective. So people don't really like that kind of getting shaken up. But then once it was in my control, once like, you know, a month later, I watched Forks Over Knives and it was my decision. It was a little bit easier. So don't being pushy about big stuff like this can really drive people away from veganism. And that's ultimately your point is wanting to them be them to be interested in it. So just be careful about how you're approaching all of this. Um, you might also find that just by simply being in a relationship with someone, what's important to you will often become important to them. And that can kind of happen with anything, with any kind of hobby or mindset or political views or religion or anything like that. You kind of start to kind of come together and what becomes important to you what or what is important to you might become important to them as well. So that's something to keep in mind. And even the most diehard meat eaters 
can really end up surprising you. So don't so don't just give up on someone, I don't think, right away if they're not vegan initially. So bottom line, each person in the relationship has to stay true to their own morals and values. But if the relationship is completely amazing otherwise, you might realize that you're re- that you're really willing to work on growing the relationship even though they choose not to be vegan. And if that's not you, you do you. If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to be with someone that's not vegan, that's just not going to work for me at all ever, then that's totally fine. You have to stay true. Like I said, you have to stay true to your own morals and values. So instead of stressing both of you out, because stress is so bad for the body, you guys, like if you don't know, please take care of your stress levels. I have a video on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel about self-care. Go check that out keep your stress levels down. And this is another way that being in a vegan, non-vegan relationship can be extremely stressful. So this is a way to kind of keep down your stress is to kind of implement some of these tips that I'm about to talk about. So try some of these tips instead of just getting stressed the fuck out and flipping out on your partner or yourself and just losing it because this stuff can be really intense. And I've got some resources I'm going to kind of talk about um, at the end of the podcast that you can check out if you're if you're needing a little bit more support. So here are kind of some of my tips that I have for dating a non-vegan if you're currently vegan. So the number one tip that I have for sure is communication. Bottom line, communication is huge. You have to be open. You have to be honest. You have to just talk about things that make you uncomfortable. If the relationship's going to work and you're, you know, seeing seeing things differently on something that's so important to you, then then you really need to be open and honest both of you. So communication is number 1. Number 1, if you just hit end on the podcast now, communicate any of you communicate in your relationships. I swear it's amazing. Respect. Number two, respect is my number two tip because that is also huge. If you want people to respect your choices, then you need to respect their choices. No matter how hard it is, you need to try to work on respecting them and where they are on their journey in life and understanding that if you aren't respect, you have to be respectful as well. Kind of along the same lines of communication, the third tip I have is to be honest about your boundaries. This, like I said, this is hard. This can can be hard. Some people are, I'm really pretty good at just talking about what I want, what I need. I know what I want. I know what I need. So, but some people are not the best at kind of sharing and talking about their boundaries because it can be kind of awkward, especially if you're in a new relationship. But I think it's really, 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 really important. If you don't feel comfortable handling animal products at all, then you need to make that clear. You have to be open and honest. It is so important. And don't feel bad about your boundaries, even if they seem extreme. You have to stay true to yourself. Just make sure that you are communicating. And although your partner might not get it, hopefully they'll try to understand and respect your feelings. Because, damn, you guys, it can be so hard when people don't even try to understand your passion toward veganism, especially if it's someone that you're in a relationship with. So... Hopefully they're being respectful towards you as well. But, you know, that happens when people don't try to understand. And that's totally okay, too. Everyone is at their own place. That's kind of the theme of this is is being respectful and understanding that everyone's kind of on their own journey. And at some point, like I said, you probably weren't vegan. So you can kind of tap into that. And that's what I kind of do. Tap into that time when I was like... (laughs) I could never go vegan. And then a month later, I'm totally vegan and all about it and starting vegan blogs. And now I'm educating people on the vegan lifestyle. So at some point, unless you've been vegan your whole life, you probably weren't vegan. So try to tap into that and understand that that they're on their own journey. 
I know I keep saying that and I know it sounds really like cheesy and cliche, but like, I don't know how else to put it. It's just, that's just how it is. It, that's the truth of it. And everybody's journey in life and everything is, is completely different. So remember those times and respect them. Like you would want to be respected as well. When I said that to that girl about not being vegan, she was super chill. She was really nice. She was like, Oh, cool. Well, do you want to try some like tea? I made this homemade hemp milk. And I was like, and it was like in a jar, like a glass jar in the fridge and all labeled with like, I was like, what are these hippies? like, damn, Portland is just like, okay, a little pushing it. And now I'm the the person who's doing the exact same thing. So respect. She was really respectful to me. She wasn't like, oh my God, well, you don't get it. If you're vegetarian, you're not, you don't even really care about animals. You don't get the dairy industry. She wasn't like that at all. She was just really nice and caring and didn't give me a bad taste in my mouth about veganism, which I think can happen when someone doesn't want to be vegan right away. Someone can attack them and push them away. And then they're just like, fuck that vegan thing. Those people are dicks. And honestly, a lot of people think that when in reality, it's we're really just compassionate and passionate about helping the animals. And that's kind of what it boils down to. So try respecting them, being honest with your boundaries, talking about all the things that come up and that you want to talk about, and then listening. Make sure you listen as well. Don't just talk, 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 and then walk off. You need to listen to what your partner is saying. It's so important. Be an active listener. Make eye contact. Don't be thinking about other things when they're talking. Don't think about what your response is going to be. Listen to what they're saying and really take it in and try to understand. And and hopefully they'll kind of see that you're doing that and do the same thing for you. Kind of what I've learned is that if you want something, you kind of got to put it out there and then things will start kind of start kind of coming back to you that way. You want to give give out into the world what you want back. And that is kind of a really good lesson that I've learned over time. So that can be something that can be really, really helpful. Another idea that I have for you is to try watching some vegan documentaries together. Instead of being like, hey, you should watch this, maybe try watching it together. This is really powerful. So if you want to kind of dive into the ethical side of things, you can watch Earthlings, Warning, extremely graphic videos and images. I've never watched it. I'm really bad at... (laughs) It makes me emotional just to think about it. And I've never even seen the fucking movie. Oh, um, yeah. If you're into, if you're wanting, if you want to teach them about kind of like what goes on in factory farms and what those animals go through, then have them watch earthlings. It's hard to sit through, might be hard for you to sit through, but it might open their eyes up to something that they're, that they weren't aware of before. A lot of people watch earthlings and they're just like, that's it. I'm not contributing to that. If you're wanting a documentary more about environmental side of things, Cowspiracy is a really good one. Um, this one's really powerful right now because the environment is just going to shit. So this is a really good in right now for a lot of people to veganism is the environmental aspect of it because it is so good for the environment. And I think that's actually going to be the next podcast episode is going to be kind of the top reasons to go vegan for the environment or environmental reasons to go vegan. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to structure it yet, but I really want to do an episode about all of the reasons that veganism is so great for the environment and then maybe touch on some of the reasons why maybe it isn't quite so great. Again, this is a very like objective podcast. So I'm going to be giving y'all all of the details on all of the subjects. So um, Cowspiracy, really good documentary as far as the environmental side goes of things. And then the health side of things, um, good documentaries to watch would be Forks Over Knives and What the Health. Forks Over Knives was what made Casey and I go vegan. What the Health turned a lot of people vegan. There's some, There's some things in there that aren't 
my, my favorite um, messages and stuff like that kind of ideas. But for the most part, it's a pretty legit documentary and and what they're talking about is, is pretty legit. So go check out those documentaries. I also have a whole list of documentaries in the show notes if you're needing more ideas. But those are kind of the first three or four that I would that I would recommend watching together and then maybe make like a delicious vegan meal together. Um, so you watch the movie and then it's like, oh shit, I just want like something really healthy and delicious and then make that and show them how amazing vegan food can actually be. That's a, that's an idea for you. If you're going out to eat, then you probably want to look at the menu ahead of time. Make sure you're going to a restaurant where there are options for both of you. Happy Cow and Yelp are apps that you can use. Happy Cow will find like vegan and vegetarian restaurants. I just use Yelp and type in vegan on the search bar um, and find restaurants around me if I'm traveling. We live in Boise and we know what places have vegan food and what doesn't. So if we're going out with friends, we try to, or family that isn't vegan, we try to find somewhere where we both have options. Um, so making, making sure that going out to eat, isn't going to be a struggle, just plan and think ahead of time. Um, I also have an episode all about dining out as a vegan. So if you haven't listened to that yet, it's episode nine, it's called dining out as a vegan. And I've got lots of tips and ideas there as well. So listen to that. If you haven't yet, I think it'll be really, really helpful for you. You might want to ask your omnivorous or vegetarian partner or pescatarian, whatever, whatever they're choosing to eat. You might want to ask them to store their animal products in a space that you don't frequent. So maybe the bottom shelf of the refrigerator instead of the top as far as sanitary purposes go. And as far as opening the refrigerator and seeing dead animals, um, that might be something, again, to kind of talk about your boundaries. If keeping it in the same fridge is still too upsetting for you, which to be quite honest, it would be for me. For some people, they don't care. It really is completely dependent on the person. But if it is still too upsetting for you, then you might consider asking them to get a little mini fridge for their stuff. And hopefully they'll be chill about it. I mean, they could still get a fridge. They could put their stuff in it. So that's something that you might consider um, is just getting a little fridge for their stuff so you don't have to see dead animals or their byproducts. So that's another little idea. Um, You might also want to have the chat about whether or not you're down to share cooking equipment or not. So things like pots and pans, knives, cutting boards. Um, Yeah, I mean, an example of this is we'll go camping and we a lot of times when we go camping with our friends, we'll bring like pots and pans and have a lot of that stuff. We have a pretty good camping setup. And a lot of times, you know, most of our friends are vegan now or bring vegan food. But back in the day when we were the only vegans, uh, people would be like, hey, can I use your stuff to cook? And it would be like, well, yeah, but you can't cook meat, meat on it. <laughs> um, and that's just that just makes us feel comfortable that what we're, that's what works best for us. So you might want to have kind of that same conversation with your significant other, the person you're dating. Hey, I don't feel comfortable using the same cutting boards, knives, pans, whatever. Or maybe you do. So just having that conversation so that you both know where your boundaries are and where you both feel comfortable and kind of what the expectations are can be really helpful. Another tip. So no matter what the meal is, try having the base of the meal, the foundation of the meal be vegan. And then your partner can add whatever else they want to it if they want. So like for breakfast, you could make like a hash brown veggie skillet with like hash browns, a bunch of veggies, maybe some vegan sausage, toss that all up. And then if they want to scramble some eggs or fry an egg or make some meat. I don't know, whatever people eat for breakfast, um, mostly pigs, I guess, which is so sad. Um, then they can add that to it if they want. And you can just have yours as is. Maybe you can make a tofu scramble on the side if they're not stoked on that and add that to yours. So making the base of the meal vegan and then letting people add things as they'd like. So lunches and dinners, you know, 
just having veggies and grains makes a great base meal. So you can make, you know, have some brown rice and then have some veggies. And then if they want to add their meat or whatever to it, then they can. So stir fries, really good for this. Pasta dishes, Buddha bowls, salads, sushi. You can just make, we just make avocado rolls. You can have a sushi night. If they want to have what they want to put in it and roll their own sushi, legitney spears. But just having that kind of foundation base of the meal be vegan is really, really helpful. You can meal prep this way and then they can kind of, they can kind of cook their meat. Or that's another thing you might want to have a conversation about is who's going to cook the meat. And is it okay for me to hand you the meat from the refrigerator? Do you mind cleaning the pots and pans that I cooked meat in? All of this stuff, you might as well just knock out of the way and have a conversation about and let each other know what you feel comfortable with and what you don't feel comfortable with and make sure that you agree, um, come to compromises on, on these things that can be just, it's just so helpful. Again, communication is kind of a theme that runs throughout all of this. So Another idea is to always have one meal of the day be vegan. And for most people, dinner usually works best. And this is great, especially if your family or just you and your partner sits down together to eat dinner. Um, Having to deal with different wants and needs can be really hard. So this can be a really, you know, nice way to to ease that. So people, a lot of times people for breakfast can kind of come in and go in and lunch, maybe at work or at school or whatever. Um, But if you're having dinner together, then just making a decision to have dinner always be vegan. Um, can be a nice way to introduce them to some vegan, delicious vegan food. And then um, you're feeling comfortable as well, not having to be around them when they're eating animal products. Another thing you might want to talk about, I don't know if I have this mentioned in here, um, is when you're going out to eat, do you feel comfortable with your partner eating animal products in front of you? Do you not have that conversation so that you don't have a blow up or an argument or a moment of any sort when you're out to eat, um, or at least trying to avoid that. So again, just communicating is so, 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 so important all the time about anything. I'm a huge communicator. So deciding that dinner is going to be vegan can really keep everyone from losing their shit. Plus, it really strengthens your bond when you cook and eat meals that you both enjoy together. And we all know how flippin' delicious vegan food is. If you've been vegan for a minute, you know. At first, you might be like, this shit is weird. What do vegans eat? And then you start eating and you're like, this is way better than any food I ever ate before. (laughs) And now I like cooking. Um, But if, if you're new to this whole thing and you don't know how good vegan food is, then just hop on over to Pinterest, type in the word vegan and whatever food you're craving and let the scrolling begin. So like vegan chili cheesesteak, vegan mac and cheese, vegan steak, vegan Reuben, vegan pie, vegan anything, just type it in and you're going to find so much inspiration on Pinterest. Same with YouTube. Um, So you can really find hella meals that will satisfy most anybody's taste buds. So if you're going to be making dinner together and it's going to be vegan, it can be really helpful to get familiar with easy and totally omnivore approved vegan substitutes for ingredients that are commonly used. For example, just always use vegetable broth instead of chicken or cow broth. Uh, You can find vegan meat substitutes that you both like. Like Gardein has delicious vegan chicken, like crispy chicken tenders and chicken like strips types things beyond meat. They have gluten-free options um, that are also vegan and they have a pretty big selection now of vegan meat substitutes. Like when I first went vegan a little over seven years ago, it was like, so we got tofu and this shitty ass tasting, whatever that is. And now it's just, and it's getting better and better and better and better. So you can have, you know, vegan meat substitutes that maybe you don't add if you're not super into that, but maybe they want to add that in at dinner time. 
And things like cashew cream, make a cashew cream instead of milk or sunflower seed cream. Um, There's so many options, you know, instead of heavy cream, again, you can use cashew cream. There's vegan sour cream recipes and there's vegan substitutes for everything. So get comfortable with using those. And then dinners become easy to make. Even if you're looking like an omnivore, just a regular recipe, you can start to easily in your mind be like, oh, we'll just swap that out with vegan sour cream. We'll swap that out with the Gardein beefless tips. Boom, we got our meal. So just getting familiar with those um, can take a little bit of time, but that's really, really, really helpful. And make foods that they already know and love, but just make it vegan. So if they're super into, like I said, Rubens, I don't know why, I think I'm craving Rubens. I love sour, I love Rubens. Um, And I've had some amazing vegan Rubens. Then make that. Or if they love like like ground beef tacos, totally make that. You can make it with like the vegan ground beef substitutes or you can make it out of quinoa. You can make quinoa taco meat. You can make walnut taco meat that's actually raw. You can do lentil mushroom. There's so many options. Um, You can do tofu, crumble it up, season it, bake it, kind of make delicious taco meat that way. So make... Foods that they already know and love, but just with a vegan twist. And it can take some time and totally might take some trial and error. And they might eat some of your food and be like, that's fucking gross. Sometimes I do that. I'm like, this is going to be so good. And I make this meal and I'm so stoked and I take a bite and I'm like, that doesn't taste good. Great. Now I have to eat this entire bowl of food that tastes like shit. But that's like what it's just experimenting and finding what works and what doesn't. So don't be bummed out if they don't like something that you make. Maybe make some tweaks. Maybe just put that in a no recipe jar. Nope, we're not making this one anymore. And then find find recipes that they just really know and like and love. And make hearty meals that leave them satisfied. So maybe if they're just starting to go vegan, um, maybe just don't whip up a salad and be like, this is it. Really might maybe try to think about what they might enjoy and make like a hearty, satisfying meal that leaves them just like, "Mm, I want more of that. And I'm full and I feel good. I don't feel like I'm going to crash and take a nap and I'm not feeling sick and bloated and tired. So yeah, make them stuff that'll make them feel really good and leave them nice and satisfied. Another idea, you might want to create your meal plans and grocery lists together because investing in the process can make things a lot more fun for both of you. So at the beginning of the week, you might want to say, okay, well, what do we want to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinners, or just dinners, or however you set up your meal planning. And if you don't do meal planning, I have an episode all about that. Um, all of these, all, all the stuff that I talk about, I'll leave links in the description slash show notes for you. So um, check those out. But yeah, I have... Um, an episode about meal planning. So if you're new to that, then check that rest or check that episode out. But yeah, coming up with your meal plans and grocery lists together can just make things a lot more fun. And when they feel invested in like they're part of the process, it can be a little bit more enjoyable for them. Um, you might want to talk about grocery shopping and the grocery bill. So I have a vegan on a budget episode. So if you're interested in how, you know, because they might be like, vegan is so expensive. No way. There is no way it's going to be too expensive. It's actually cheap as shit, especially if you're eating whole healthy foods, plant-based foods. So that's episode eight. It's called vegan on a budget. So if you're interested in that and want to share that with them to kind of be like, look, it doesn't have to be expensive. Here's some ideas. But yeah, just talking about the grocery shopping, talking about the grocery bill, decide whether you're going to go shopping together, whether you're going to go separately, who's going to pay for it. Do you have a joint bank account? Do you split the meals? Do you split the groceries? Do you feel comfortable paying for animal products? Kind of same thing if you're going out to eat. Do you feel comfortable paying for 
animal products or do you want to split the bill? Talking about this kind of stuff is just really, really important. So hopefully I'm touching on some stuff that maybe you haven't thought of yet and that hopefully can be kind of helpful. So yeah, similarly, who's going to cook the meals? Are you comfortable cooking it? Are you not comfortable cooking it? These types of conversations are just so, 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 so important to have. And I'm probably not even going to mention everything that you should talk about. I'm kind of just as things pop up that I don't have written down trying to inject them in here. But just talk about this shit. Anytime something comes up, you're like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this. Or, hey, this is actually bothering me. Um, it's okay to be honest. If they love you, if they respect you, then they'll totally, they'll totally get it. Or at least try to get it. Another really important thing is to not compare yourself to others. Just don't do it. Don't compare yourself to other couples, especially vegan, vegan couples it can look amazing. Like, oh my God, they're so lucky. They have everything, but you never know what other issues they might have. Maybe the vegan vegan thing is the strongest thing they have and the rest of their relationship is not great. So don't compare yourself to others. Focus on your relationship. Don't worry about whatever, what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about what I'm saying. Don't worry. I mean, do you bottom line, you got to do you. It's so important. Another thing that can be kind of touchy, but that I really wanted to bring up is that if you're ever interested in having children, you should probably have the conversation about whether you'd raise your kids vegan or not. And kind of when you want to have this conversation is up to you. I personally think, as I think with everything, that just talking about stuff up front is always the best so that you don't get too far into it and then realize like, oh shit, they're not willing to raise their, our kids vegan and I'm not willing to compromise on that. So no matter how awkward and shitty the conversation might be, it's something that needs to be worked through before actually having the kids. And what this actually looks like is going to be completely different for each couple. It might look the same, but but be okay with it being what works for you guys. And don't compare yourself, like I said. You might decide to have your children eat vegan at home, but when they go to a friend's house or over to grandma and grandpa's or whatever, then they're able to choose what they want to eat so it isn't so stressful on the kids or their friend's parents or whatever. Or you might decide to raise your kids completely vegan because it's just that important to you, which is exactly what Casey and I are going to do. We're going to raise our kids vegan. And then if at a certain point, they're not into it and they can decide for themselves, um, then we'll have that discussion with them then. But we're going to raise them vegan because we know how good it is for so many reasons. Or it might just look like something else completely. So don't worry about what everyone else is doing. The only way to find out what feels good for both of you is to communicate open and honestly about it. It can really, really help to research the topic of raising vegan children together Again, notice the, the, the theme of together. Do things together so that it feels like you're both taking part in it. And when you do research together on raising vegan children, that way they'll see that it's completely healthy and that you're not just making all this up, that it's totally doable. So kind of my last overarching tip, and I've got a lot of like little tips and highlights in here, but is just try not to take anything too personally. This is so important and this is so hard. <laughs> it's hard not to take shit personally, but it is so important. So although it might be super hard to date someone who isn't vegan, try not to project your own feelings onto your partner. Don't make them feel guilty when they order a piece of dead animal flesh, although you might really want to. But if you've had these conversations and you've decided that that's how it's going to be and you're, that's, you're okay with that, or you're new to a relationship and you see, you know, you're out on first or second or third or fourth date and they order a steak, Try not to project those feelings of negativity on them, um, at least not in that moment in a really negative way. Maybe sit down and talk about it later. Don't constantly preach to them about why they should be vegan. Don't be pushy. Don't be disrespectful, aka don't fucking force it, unless that's your vibe. Some people are like, that's my vibe and it has worked for me. For most people, they get really, really, really 
just off put by pushiness of any, it doesn't have to be veganism, take political views, take religion, anything that I kind of mentioned earlier, anything that can kind of divide a couple or divide a friendship or anything like that. It doesn't really work to be pushy and preachy. It just really doesn't work, at least not for most people. Um, It might even make it worse and it might even end the relationship altogether. So instead, try keeping an open heart. Really listen to your partner. Their opinion matters. If you're with this person, if you love this person, or if you're interested in this person and you want to make this work, then their opinion matters. Lead by example. This is so huge. Instead of being like, do this, do this, just lead by example. Show them, show them how amazing you feel. Show them how delicious the food is and how much more energy you have and how good your skin looks and all of that stuff. Just lead by example. I think that's probably one of the number one things is just lead by example and don't be so pushy and preachy. Maybe even suggest that they try doing like a short little vegan challenge. So maybe next year they try Veganuary, which is in um, January, a pledge to go vegan for the full month of January, or maybe trying like a seven day vegan challenge, or maybe just meatless Mondays or vegan Mondays, whatever works at whatever pace for them, but just maybe trying a little vegan challenge. Even for a week, they might be like, I feel good and this is easy and this food is good and I don't want to stop. So you never know what kind of like an encouragement that way. And again, being encouraging instead of pushy is where it's at. And be patient. You guys, being patient is so important. I'm so bad. I am not a patient person really like at all. So being patient is a little bit harder for me, but it's so important. This is like one that that I can kind of with my friends and family When we first went vegan, it was so hard that our friends and family weren't even really interested. None of our other friends and family were vegan. And we were just like, oh, my God, they don't get it. And it's so frustrating. And you're excited about it. And you know all this stuff. And you want to share it. But they're not interested. And they're not... They're not listening and they're not getting it. And it's just a frustrating situation, especially holidays, because that shit sucked at first. But we decided, you know, right when we first went vegan, let's just be patient about this. Let's just lead by example. Let's not be pushy. Let's not be preachy. Let's just do our own thing. We'll bring our own food. If we're going to a wedding, if we're going to a friend's thing, we just not be like, make it a big deal that they didn't make us food. And it really worked. Like a lot of our friends are vegan now. Um, my mom's vegan. Casey's mom is vegan. My dad eats way less meat and animal products than he ever has. And kind of our friends in general, even the ones who aren't vegan, because we get all, all get together and like five or five to seven of us are vegan, maybe. Everyone kind of just makes vegan food now, which is so rad. And if any of you guys are listening, I love you guys. To my friends who aren't vegan that still support me and still support all of us and make good vegan food for us, y'all are amazing. But see, I have friends that aren't vegan and I don't just say fuck you guys. People are people and you have to try to try to work through things and being patient. Who knows? Maybe all my friends will be vegan one day. Maybe all of my parents will be vegan one day. But being patient is really, really important. And like I said, remember that at one point in your life, you weren't vegan either, unless you've been vegan your whole life. And remember that it isn't up to you to change them. The best thing that you can do is to support them as best you can. It's not up to you to change them. It really isn't. You don't have to agree with everything they do or think either, but you can definitely learn to coexist in a really mindful way. And if you discover that that just isn't possible, then maybe you need to reevaluate if this person is right for you after all, which can be really hard to kind of have to face that like that. But after all this stuff, and if you're just not syncing up, then maybe that's something you have to kind of reevaluate. But hopefully once they start to eat healthier, they'll start to feel better and they'll want to continue to slowly make these healthy choices for themselves. 
And sometimes all someone needs is for someone else to open up their eyes about veganism and then they'll jump right in or they'll slowly work their way to a fully vegan lifestyle or whatever version of that works best for them. So sometimes all someone needs is maybe to go on a date with a vegan and have them talk about it a little bit. They go watch a movie and then they're vegan forever. I don't think that's why you should date. I don't think anybody should date with the sole purpose of turning people vegan. But hey, it could be a good side benefit. Just don't do that intentionally because that's fucking creepy. <laughs> so if your partner isn't vegan and they're just not interested in it, or if they're just whatever, whatever you are on this range of vegan, non-vegan relationship spectrum, then it's really important to find a community of vegans. So whether that's online or it's in person, really find a community of vegans who can help support you along your journey. So I have a Facebook group. It's called How to Vegan. Um, there's over 75,000 members in there. So it's a really fun, supportive, engaging group. Um, you can ask questions. You can post recipes, po post pictures of your food. So if you're interested in, in connecting with other like-minded humans, How to Vegan on Facebook is a good group. Find people on Instagram that are similar mindset and are vegan and maybe direct message them and just start a little conversation. And YouTube, the YouTube community is amazing as well. There's always going to be haters in all of these areas too. So be prepared for that. But find some awesome YouTube channels, vegan focused YouTube channels. Come find me, Kristen Pound, and, and make friends online with other vegans. And then guess what? You'll probably start meeting them in real life. And maybe your whole friend group will kind of start to shift and change. And that's totally okay too. So finding a community of vegans, if your partner isn't vegan or just in general, is really, really important. So... So those are kind of my tips that I have for you guys. I'm just going to read some tips from some other people. So I, I asked in my How to Vegan Facebook group, I asked on my Facebook page and in a couple of other vegan groups on Facebook, just kind of like, hey, are any of you dating a non-vegan? What would some advice be that you would have for other people? And so that it's not just all coming from my mouth and it's not just this girl has a vegan husband. He's been vegan the whole time they've been together. Why should I listen to her? I really wanted to kind of give these people some voices and, 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 and let them kind of share their word in their own words. So let's dive right into that. So the first person says, I have been married to my Omni husband for 10 years. I was vegan for years prior to meeting him and never in my dating life did I expect to find someone just like me, vegan. Love has no boundaries. We attract those who are different from us for a reason. I fell in love because of who my husband is, just as he did with me. We never asked or expected each other to change our eating. His diet changed a lot since we first met, though, and that was because of what I modeled. Nothing was ever forced. I led my life by example. I cook vegan meals and provide education when requested to friends and family, but certainly wouldn't recommend preaching at people or expecting them to change. Be a light, and people will be drawn into it. My husband loves my vegan cooking, so if you want your loved one to eat more vegan, look at recipes together and plan meals so that you can eat together. That will bring you more happiness than trying to push them into eating your way. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's so, it's so spot on. Okay, another one. I'm married to a non-vegan. We first met in high school over 30 years ago when I first became vegan. We have been together 10 years and married for seven and a half years. It was tough in the beginning, but through the years, we found what works for us. Meat has no place in our home. If he wants some, he just gets it when he's out with friends. For a while, he was grilling outside, but he had to eat it out there too because I wouldn't let him bring it in. Now, over the past few years, he probably eats 90% vegan. He likes everything that I make and even orders vegan when we go out together. 
He even prefers vegan burgers over a real one. I can only hope that he will give it up for good, but I'm not sure that will happen. All right, I've got a couple more. These are just so good. I just love hearing it in someone else's words, and I think it can be helpful for you guys to hear that too. So this one says, I'm dating a non-vegan. Obviously, I wish my girlfriend was vegan, and I've tried to talk to her, talk her into it several times, but at the end of the day, I choose to accept the fact that I cannot control her choices. I still love her even though I think what she's doing is wrong. There is some tension about it sometimes, and I won't lie and say it doesn't bother me, but she eats a lot of vegetarian slash vegan food, and I still have hope that if I show her I am able to be happy and healthy as a vegan, that she will eventually follow suit. We've been together for five years. I've been vegan for a little over a year. So he's still pretty new in his kind of vegan journey. So maybe, maybe things will change. Okay. The last little tip that I have that I got from someone in my how to vegan Facebook group, respect, compromise, and communication is my advice. I constantly see vegans thinking their non-vegan partner is going to eventually change and they might, but it also may never click for them. If you're not okay with that, then you shouldn't stay with them. Know what your limits are. If you're not okay with cooking their non-vegan food or having it in the same fridge, then communicate that. Maybe a compromise can be reached, like having a small fridge for their non-vegan items. Respect how your non-vegan partner is feeling. I've noticed that a lot of non-vegan people feel like vegans are judging them, and maybe your partner is feeling that way. So I think those are all really awesome. I mean, they kind of touched a little bit on kind of everything that I talked about as well. And a lot of the tips and ideas that I got were, you know, stemmed from asking and from doing some research on this and just really kind of brainstorming over the last couple of weeks. But thank you to everyone who who responded to my question in my group and on my Facebook page because your input was really awesome. And I just wanted to to make sure that that your tips were read because I think they're really, it's really nice to hear it in in someone else's words, especially people who are dating people who aren't vegan so that you guys don't just think I'm making shit up. <laughs> These are real tips and they really will work if you if you implement them. So I'm going to kind of end on this note. If any of you guys are wondering if I was single, would I ever date a non-vegan? I wonder what you guys think. <laughs> Let me tell you, would I ever date a non-vegan? Yes, I would totally date a non-vegan. Like if I was single, I would be super open to it. Things would start to change if after a while they really either were disrespectful or you know, anything like that, anything negative that kind of made me feel uncomfortable. Or personally, if after a while, and I don't know how long that would be, if they knew what happened in factory farms, if they knew what was happening to the environment, and if they knew how bad it was for their bodies to consume animal products, um, and how good it was for their bodies to eat a plant-based diet, and they still decided not to and still chose not to, I'm not sure if I could continue to date them. Um, but you know, I never know if there was everything else was amazing in the relationship. And that was the one thing, maybe not. But for me, it is so important that I think after a while, if they just weren't on the same page, and weren't ethically aligned with my morals and stuff like that, I'm not sure if I could do it, I would try. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if it would work. So I would totally be into it. I would be like, yeah, let's date, let's hang out. I'll make you vegan food, blah, blah, blah. If after a while they just, it wasn't clicking. I, I don't know if I would continue on the relationship personally, but that's kind of my take on it as of now. If for some reason I was single, I would, I would, I would do it for sure. I wouldn't, I would not be the person that was like, I'm only going to date vegan. So if you're vegan, I wouldn't like have that on my Tinder is Tinder Bumble, which I don't know what these are. Um, I haven't ever used a dating app. I wouldn't be like, you have to be vegan to date me. That's just not my vibe. I just, 
I think it's a cool way to kind of meet people and introduce them to the idea of veganism. So, but after a while, for me, if they weren't understanding what their choices were doing to the world and to them, then I'm not sure if it would sit right with me. So that's kind of my little take on it. So just for some of you, I I know some of you are probably wondering, well, what about you? Would you ever do it? And that's kind of my, that's kind of my little take on it. So I do have some resources for you guys. So that I read this book called Vistopia, V-Y-S-T-O-P-I-A, kind of di- like dystopia, but with a V. And Vistopia is essentially the anguish of being vegan in a non-vegan world. So I read that book. It's by a psychologist called, um, her name is Claire Mann, I believe, M-A-N-N. I'll leave a link to her website. The book was so helpful. It just really, I mean, it's a thing. Being being vegan in a non-vegan world can be really hard. So if you're struggling with anything and you're really needing some extra help, then go check out her website, vistopia.com, and go check out that book. I bought the book. I'm so glad I did. I love it. I'm going to read it again. It was so helpful. It made me feel like I wasn't alone and I wasn't crazy for having all of these emotions and for all everything. It's just a really helpful book. So definitely check that out if you're needing kind of a little bit more help than what we dove into today. I also have a YouTube video on my Kristen Pound YouTube channel, and it's called How to Deal with Non-Vegan Friends and Family, Especially Seeing Them Eat Meat. I made that last year in 2017, I guess, right before the holiday season. So if that's something that you're struggling with and just need some more insight and want to hear me talk a little bit more about that, then go check that out. I'll leave a link in the description for sure. And like I mentioned, go check out that Dining Out as a Vegan episode, episode nine of the How to Vegan podcast, because that can be really helpful. Listen to it with your non-vegan partner, and then you guys can kind of get an idea of how easy dining out can actually be when it seems really, really overwhelming. So I'll leave links for all of that and everything else I kind of mentioned in the show notes. And if you go to kristenpound.com forward slash podcast, find this episode, just open it up and you'll see the YouTube link. You'll see a place to download the audio. You'll see everything I talked about and links and all that stuff. So links to listen on all the listening platforms. So if you like I said, if you ever need a jumping off point, just go listen or just go head on over to my website and click on the podcast tab and you can find everything you need. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. I think I chatted for way longer than I thought I was going to. But like I said, this was a really fun episode. I like I like episodes like this that are a little lighter and not quite so like information fact heavy. So if you guys like this episode, um, make sure to let me know. Again, come find me over on Instagram, How to Vegan Podcast. Make sure to follow me and just connect with me. Same thing on YouTube, How to Vegan Podcast. Like I said, come ask if you have any questions or if you have any comments or any input or any tips or anything that you have that you want to share, then come find this episode on YouTube or on Instagram and leave a comment and we can start a discussion there. And again, go leave a little review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That so helps so much. It really, really does. So if you haven't done that yet, please go do that. I will be so thankful. And I'll Anybody who leaves a new rating or, or a new review over on iTunes, I'll definitely take a screenshot and, sa- and share it on my Instagram. So go do that and you'll see a little feature on my Instagram. So thank you to those of you who have done that. And thank you so much for those of you who, who use my Amazon link when shopping. Like I said, it kicks me back just a little bit of money, but it's really, really helpful. So thank you so much for those of you who do that. If you have any ideas for an episode, then go leave a comment on one of my YouTube videos. Come find me on Facebook or on Instagram and let me know that you have an idea for an episode. I have so many ideas for episodes, but I can get one woven in for you if you'd like as well. And I'd love to just hear your ideas. So 
And like I said, all of the links are going to be in the show notes. So if you're like, what did she talk about? What was that? What episode? Just go check out the show notes, check out the description, kind of the same thing, depending on where you're listening, or just head over to kristenpound.com slash podcast, and you can find everything you need there. So yeah, I think that's it. I think that covers everything. I hope you guys have a really good day. I'm releasing this podcast on Valentine's Day. So if you're listening to it today and it's Valentine's Day, then happy Valentine's Day. Um, I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day, but if you do, then I hope you have an amazing Valentine's Day. If you're single, love the shit out of yourself. If you're in a relationship, love the shit out of yourself and love the shit out of them. Yeah, I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. I really had fun kind of putting this together for you. So I hope you liked it and... I hope you have a really good rest of your day and I'll just catch you guys in the next episode of the How to Vegan podcast. Peace.